Hey everybody, just a quick note before we get it started this week. Nothing explicit in this episode, but we do mention the existence of sex. So if you're listening with kids in the car, maybe wait till they're not. Okay. <gasps> Pop culture reference, Demolition Man. There you go. They had virtual sex in Demolition Man. That's right. And then when he wanted to have real sex, she said, Ew, fluid transfer? <laughs> Sandra yes. Bullock's finest work yes. ever. Hey, this is Mike. And this is Steve. And we don't know what we're doing. That's right. Each week we pick a topic about something we don't know and then spend some time trying to dig through it and figure it out. And this week we are talking about... VR. Yeah. Virtual reality. Yeah. This is something, Mike, you are particularly interested in as I'm of late. Very interested in it. Yeah. So interested that I went to uh, this conference in LA this weekend. Uh, it's called VRLA. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was... It was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I learned uh, some new things. I saw uh, some roadmaps of some of the companies that are out there and their uh, kind of where they're going. And That's cool. Kind of their ideas and how they're building the business because it's so, it's still a little bit early in the like the life, I think, of mm -hmm. the resurgence of VR. Yeah. And people kind of don't really know how to monetize or how, yeah. how to do stuff so it, it, it's a really interesting place because it's at the beginning mm -hmm. uh people are are competitive but also being super um uh collaborative like a sense of just like everybody work together to make it big exactly that's cool so there's kind of that going on which is really awesome because yeah. it's coming up with you know everybody's coming up with yeah. new uh creative or um, ways to address issues that are there currently nice how'd you hear about the conference um, gosh, how did I hear about it? I think, I, oh, so I started listening to this podcast uh, from the VR AR Association. Okay. And uh, they talked about, they talked to, I think, somebody from here mm -hmm. that like started it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's in LA, whatever. I'll look up tickets and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, it's not too expensive. And that gives me a reason to go down to LA and visit some friends. Right. So uh, I booked it a few months ago. It wasn't. It was the early bird special, and I was like, "Oh, I'll get it in. I'll get that uh, mm -hmm. cheaper, uh, cheaper ticket." So, right. Yeah. And then uh, I was supposed to go with a friend, but she wasn't able to go after all. Yeah. Yeah. But you went solo, which is kind of good because then you got to explore and yeah, probably network more comfortably and yeah. whatever. So. And the uh, the first day was kind of it was on a Friday, mm -hmm. and so it wasn't so busy. So the lines were pretty kind of non-existent. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I think last year they had 12,000 people go to the conference. Mm -hmm. It's a two-day conference. And uh, the Saturday is the, like, uh, the student one, the, like the day the students oh. can get a pass for really cheap. So that's going to be like the one the surge of people going. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And people, you know, probably are working on Friday, yeah. so they don't go to it. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I was able to do some cool stuff. I checked out a uh, Space Channel Five VR. Which, oh my god! Uh, Space Channel Five was a game that came out on the Dreamcast originally, way back when. Yeah, it's like and what it's, mid nineties, probably. Yeah, it's kind of like Simon meets a ridiculous like space radio station diva dancing game. It's kind of a precursor almost to like the Dance Dance Revolution games in a way, because yeah. it's like Simon, like you said, where you have to like mimic the moves. I think I think DDR was actually slightly before this really yeah yeah okay because it was on like playstation and playstation ddr was on playstation yeah oh wow the first time i ever played it was in an arcade yeah it was in arcades originally okay yeah, all right PlayStation too. but um yeah it was that was really ridiculous and fun and uh it was really immersive. how does it go uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll put in a clip of it oh uh, okay i thought you were gonna do a cool impression but up down up down choo 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 yeah yeah uh, but it was really fun. Uh, I asked them if it was going to come to the system, like the home systems, and mm. they said not currently. It's going to go in arcades mm. uh, first. A VR arcade? Yeah. That's so interesting. I guess they're going to 
be in these different places. Huh. Okay. So uh, but that was really Do you remember fun. when arcades had the old, like, cheesy VR games? Yes. Like, in the 90s? Yeah, in the 90s. Yeah. I never played them. I always, like, stood and watched, yeah. but I never played because I remember they were really expensive. Yeah. Yep, they were pricey. Yeah. I only had, like, a dollar, if yeah. that, to play yeah. the I was games. in line for, like, the 10 cent or quarter games, and those things were, like, five bucks ago or something. Yeah, it was yeah. pricey. Um, there was also this other game I played called Revolve... Revol VR. Okay. And that was a like shooting game. And it was that was really cool. It was like a Did you ever play that Nintendo game? Uh was it a, Duck Hunt? No, yes. no. Um oh, it was the western one where you're shooting. The one in Back to the Future 2? Yes. Wild oh, Gunman. Wild Gunman. Yeah, so think of Wild Gunman. You have to use your hands? That's a baby's toy. <laughs> yeah. Shut up Elijah Wood. So think of Wild Gunman, okay. but instead of shooting like just a card of someone there are other people there, so you're in a little, um, a little enclosed area. Okay, and there are f- four people total, so you're mm-hmm. one of the four, and then you're trying to shoot the other person. So it's like a quick draw. Yeah. Okay. So you're trying to shoot the other person, all the all of them. You're trying to get the most kills. Mm-hmm. But you see each other in the virtual world. You see world. each other in the virtual world, okay. and you can duck, and it uh, that one uses the vibe. Okay. So it had the six degrees of freedom. Okay. So it tracked you, and so you can That's duck. Cool. And you can get away from uh, the bullets and whatnot. And that was really fun. Was it strictly like a quick draw like that? Uh, what's that Switch game that they have where it's a uh, quick draw? I forget what it's called. The, the one, one, two, two three switch. switch. Well, a two switch. Yeah. yeah. Was it kind of like that, but VR? No, it's actually like you're shooting and you're con- you can constantly shoot, except, you know, your revolver had to reload. And- oh, okay. So it's it's most hits. Yeah, the other person in a time headshot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what was the time? It's like thirty seconds or something. I don't remember. I was focused on that. I was just trying to like not die. Right, but like, is it quick or is it like? Um, it could be quick if they just headshotted you really fast. Got it. Then yeah. Okay. But otherwise, if you could keep hiding and you're not getting hit, then you can survive. Gotcha. But you wouldn't get the most kills. I think it it tracked you. The top kills was the like top person. Okay. But that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And right next to that was a World of Tanks VR game. Oh, okay. I, I didn't have, try I have a friend that who works at World of Tanks. Oh, funny. Well, at least he used to. I haven't talked to him in a couple of years, but he worked there for but a yeah, while. Yeah, there was a VR experience for that. Huh. Um, all kinds of other really interesting things. I tried this other game that's coming out on a, like all the VR uh, compatible devices. Okay. And it was a, it was a interesting game because it was like a game in a game in a game. Mm-hmm. So you start out as a... Like you're playing a Game Boy game, so it's all like in all those colors, and then you go into like this other world, which is like a VR world. You're all playing this in VR, though. Mm-hmm. You go into this other world where you're this girl and you're in classroom, and you're trying to play that game, continue playing that game, but in on like a Game Boy type device. Mm. So it tracks like you holding it, and you have to hide it underneath the desk and oh. distract the teacher with other ways. And then once you get to the certain part of that game in the Game Boy, then it kind of breaks out of the Game Boy, comes into her reality, oh. and then she becomes like inserted into the game. And oh, you're playing it with like articles that were in her world. Mm. But it was super cool and super vibrant and colors that's were cool. all over the place. What was that game? Oh, God. Can't remember what it's called. I can't remember the name of it. All right. Uh, but it was really cool. Fun. Um, yeah, and there were all these other things that were way over like what I would be doing with mm-hmm. it. Uh, there was a, a 3D scanning uh, truck that was there that you can go in there and like get, to make your own avatar. Exactly. Or so you okay. go in there and then it would scan you and then you would have this like 3D model of yourself. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So I guess like companies could order that and mm-hmm. do that or use it for if they're making games mm-hmm. or whatever. Fun. Uh, they had this dome place where you can go in there and experience kind of 360 stuff. They had um, like without a headset. Yeah. Okay. They had uh, this uh, Birdly. I think What's that? you've seen Birdly, right? I don't know. What's that? It's this um, <laughs> like a bird simulator. So you oh, go is in this it. thing you were telling me about where you like you have to flap your wings yeah, to fly. Yeah, you go in it, you lay on your like stomach and you flap your arms. No, I haven't seen it, but you told me about it. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Yeah. It was interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. Those are some of the things that I saw there. Cool. Uh, and... Also, one other thing we mentioned a couple episodes ago was Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went to go see that at the movies like last week or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ready Player One was kind of all about like what was it the uh, Oasis? The Oasis. The yeah. Oasis is the escapism from reality into virtual reality mm-hmm. yeah. because it was so crappy. Like mm-hmm. the world was so messed up that people would go in there, escape, and you know live these other lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was you know I guess people reference that 
in the VR world because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that, that's kind of a tangent uh, or uh, what's it called? Like people can actually, they've seen the movie or read the book. So oh. they have the idea of what like VR is. Oh, but it's not there yet. No, <laughs> not there yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. VR, like uh, in science fiction, that's been a big topic. There's there's a lot of books written about that kind of idea before oh, yeah. way before Ready Player One. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm starting to read this book called Future Presence. It's by Peter Rubin. Mm-hmm. He's a senior editor at Wired. And we actually, um, my, our friend Mariana and I uh-huh. went to go see him at a bookstore out uh, by uh, Stanford. And he was super interesting. He was uh, talking about presence and how um, people think, oh, VR is just about games or whatever. Right. But he talked about the like human aspect of it mm-hmm. and how it can pr- present a presence in yeah. there where you can make these real connections, but in a virtual world. Mm. And uh, he kind of talks about those kind of things, which is really interesting. Well, that's kind of like what some of the social networks are trying to do now, right? Mm-hmm. That virtual presence. Or, yeah. 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 He was talking about that, like how some people like uh, th- they like fall in love in there mm-hmm. or like other aspects of like the human emotion and mm-hmm. the presence of it. Yeah. And uh, uh, that was really interesting, but it, it's all in his book. He didn't, spoil all the stuff in there but he did mention some stuff that were, was in the book okay um and we also did the the void experience oh yeah that was really fun too yeah star wars uh experience where we were actually like in a star wars yeah. universe mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it in, in a little bit okay but uh yeah so what were your thoughts on vr before uh well i mean you and i have talked about this a lot like to me vr at this point is it's really cool but i don't see like a mass appeal for it yet. Like it's fun, but it's something that I kind of play with for a few minutes and, and then it's kind of like, well, I don't want to spend a long time in here. Mm -hmm. Like to me, it works, it works well right now in short bursts of fun. Mm -hmm. So like where you're playing it with a home gaming console or, um, I've done the thing on the vibe. I forget. It's from Google with like the 3d drawing one. Oh yeah. That was really, really fun. But like currently the, the hardware is just so like large and cumbersome and Mm -hmm. my face gets sweaty and the, the visor fogs up or whatever. So it works well for me in kind of short bursts right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's cool, but I feel like I don't know what to do with it yet. Like you said, Mm -hmm. like I don't really, I, I haven't really seen much yet. Um, until this weekend, I hadn't seen much yet that really had like sold me on what VR could be. Did you experience VR prior to like this and the little things we've done? Mm, I mean, I I did a bunch of it, you know, like in the '90s mm-hmm. when it was kind of going through its first resurgence, mm-hmm. and then you know when it was like very low poly kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I've seen some demos of it around like at work and and things when they do hackathons and stuff like that. I've mm-hmm. seen a few demos of some some cool stuff, but um again it's it's all like very cool but not anything I would want to do for a long period of time. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. I don't know what's your thoughts on it. Like what makes you so interested in VR? Well, I think uh listening to these podcasts and uh learning more about like reading more and uh, listening to more from people that are doing research not only in the gaming stuff but mm-hmm. outside of the gaming and, and things that it can positively affect. Mm. And I'll go into a little bit more about okay. this. But like health things or uh treatment for certain um uh conditions mm. uh I find that that's really interesting. Gotcha. Um education. Mm. Um you know, now there are the really expensive things that like the Vive or whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, but people can, um, the, at the basic, they can use a phone, use a like Google Cardboard, yeah. and then experience something in virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, while it's not the most ideal and the best uh, experience that they can have. Yeah. But it's accessible. Um, it's accessible. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if, you know, kids have it or, you know, these phones that aren't these, what, like 3,000, uh, uh, the cost of like uh, the computer and right. the really expensive stuff, like, right? They can do this. Yeah, yeah. I think you also failed to mention the best use of VR so far in the world, which was um, gene sequencing of um, prehistoric <laughs> DNA to make Jurassic Park. Oh, BD Wong was using like the that's right the virtual visor ah, so in that 1993. Was, for that Jurassic was a Park. pop culture reference. Yes. Yeah. So what other what other pop culture references you have for VR? Doesn't matter. That's it. That was the best. That's one. the best one. Not Lawnmower Man. Down. Oh Jesus! Did you watch that? Yes. I didn't watch that. I only heard the. Oh, uh, it's bad. How it's did this get bad. made? And that sounded yeah. real bad. It's really bad. It was so bad that Stephen King like didn't he sue to take his name off of that? 
I don't know. All Stephen King movies are bad. I love Stephen King to death, <laughs> but his <laughs> movies are really bad. Hmm. But there was, you know, Ready Player One we talked about. Again. Yeah. Uh, arcades in the 90s. Virtual yeah. Boy. Remember Virtual Boy? Yeah, it's not really virtual reality, though. Uh, yeah. We actually just listened to that podcast about it. Mm-hmm. Where, um, the uh, History of Fun yeah. from Polygon. And they talked about how it's, yeah, it's not really virtual reality. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Other pop culture references with VR. I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's a lot of them out there. Jurassic know. Park is the best one, though. That does, that's all that matters. I have something, but it's in the WTF. Oh, okay. So well, then we'll wait. For you later. Okay. All right. Um, so why is it getting attention now? Why do you feel that it's getting attention now? Uh, I think probably because like the tech has gotten better and people are starting to show some applications of where it can be used, you know, mm-hmm. uh, differently than how it was in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, visuals are a really big thing. I think in general, I feel like that's maybe why the gaming industry has gotten so big now, like that sense of realism. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe that kind of idea too is helped get vr better or more popular it's just that sense of reality is much stronger when you put that visor on yeah. in a lot of situations yes but i think it's also just like the cost of hardware is much lower now too yeah. like you mentioned being able to use google cardboard and stuff like that it's yeah. just that accessibility is going to go a long way mm-hmm. like a lot of people i feel like when they um think of vr now they think about like the Samsung gear commercials that were all over TV last year or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's not even true VR. It's just stereoscopic video like yeah. on YouTube or whatever, which yeah. is which is fun. And that's another accessible piece of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I think uh, same thing. I mean, like Facebook bought uh, Oculus. Mm, that's right. Oculus Rift hardware. And mm-hmm. they, you know, I think that's... That was no, like news mm-hmm. and notable because so many people use Facebook. Right. Um and I think, like you said, the gear commercials, all mm-hmm. these, I think all these different companies are starting to push out these things yeah, uh, to kind of get people interested and get those customers. Mm-hmm. And I feel that it's happening, I, probably because we're out here in Silicon Valley. Yeah, that's and true. And so we, we see a lot more of it. Yeah. But I think also it's like the tech is getting cheaper. It's getting mm-hmm. more accessible. Um, new ones come out like all the time, I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now that's like the mainstream, like gaming companies have kind of started like dipping their toes in the water mm-hmm. with it too. So, and not only that, but also movies, mm-hmm. um, and other things like that. Yeah. So, yes. What is VR? It's a uh, Jamiroquai song from 1997. It's virtual insanity, not virtual reality. Oh. Can we listen to the song though? You can play a little clip if you want. Okay. I love that song. <laughs> I really liked the video. That was really cool. I where know. it was like the moving room. Yes. Yeah. I used to love that video. That really cool. I bet you did. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyways, so what VR, is VR? Tell me. VR stands for virtual reality. Obviously. Obvi. Um, so in the book, Future Presence, he talks a little bit about kind of the, the history and the beginning of VR. Because mm-hmm. um, I know it's old tech. Like it's mm-hmm. it's getting better, but it's old. Yes. So originally the phrase was used by uh, avant-garde French playwright Antonin Artaud. Ooh, are you gonna sp- are you gonna tell us the next bit of info in a French accent, Mike? Mm, I know you're really no. good at accents. No, I'm not gonna tr- attempt that. Oh. Uh, but in 1933, he had an essay describing theater, mm-hmm. and he thought basically he thought the theater audience should suspend their belief and or disbelief and consider that performance that they were watching as reality, okay, like virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Um, the Air Force had a 3D flight simulator. In the 80s. Mm. And uh, uh, there was actually a few things prior to this, but like the, these are the kind of bigger things. Okay. Um, so the in the 80s, the uh, Air Force had the simulator mm-hmm. uh, that, that displayed in the helmets of the people that were using it. Oh, like a heads-up display? Uh, kind of, but it was like a 3D simulation. Okay. But it was like very, you know, Rudimentary. way back then. Exactly. Okay. Uh, in 1988, at mm-hmm. nearby um, Ames, the mm-hmm. NASA Ames Research Center, mm-hmm. uh, they worked on this thing called... Vivid, it was the virtual visual environment display. Okay. Um, and it basically looked like a white, like, Daft Punk helmet. Ooh, that sounds cool. Yeah. So they had that, and it had, like, NASA on the side. Ooh, that and, sounds really uh, cool. 
it was a similar thing that would take you into a, what they called artificial reality. Oh. So it took you to like their idea. It would take you to different places, like different worlds or the moon. Like the surface of the moon exactly. or Mars or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The rings of Saturn. Brand. Exactly. That sounds so, fun. I want to go there. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. But I don't want my eyes to bug out of my head like a Total Recall. <laughs> that doesn't Mars. sound pleasant. Oh, but I'll have a virtual reality visor, so there my eyes go. won't bug out. It won't bug out. Okay, good. And it hopefully won't fog up either. Okay. Anyways, um, so not far away in Palo Alto, yes, um, there was this company that was co-founded by Jaron Lanier called VPL Research. Okay. Um, they were developing hardware and software for what would be known as VR. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, Jaron Lanier, actually uh, coined, a lot of people say that he's the one that coined the term virtual reality. Okay. And uh, their company had a thing called the EYE phone. Okay. The iPhone. Ah, uh, uh, I get it. Uh, and they had uh, these gloves that would work with it that you can was manipulate. Was it the power stuff. glove? It was not. It was the data glove. Oh. Missed opportunity. It is not so cool. No. It's so bad. Is that what it was? What's the line? The power glove. It's so bad. It's good. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the data gloves controlled what you saw in the in the iPhone EYE. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> and uh, he also had a bodysuit that let people uh, view their like limbs in that mm. like virtual reality mm-hmm. thing. But sadly, the cost of those three items and the computers to run it were over or was over. $350,000. Okay. Not accessible. So not accessible, and they filed for bankruptcy in the 90s. Yeah. Great. But uh, that was kind of the start of VR, and that yeah. was kind of the, the 90s kind of VR um, like first wave. That's probably what they were using in Jurassic Park. Maybe. Because you know why? Why? Because he spared no expense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Moving on. Moving on. So, we were talking about VR and, and games, because yeah. a lot of people think, oh, VR is just for games. Yeah. Um, there are other applications for VR, as I found out and learned about. There are? Yeah. Well, like, you, you kind of talked about it, too. You said there uh, you can watch movies in VR. Yeah. But in that sense, it's uh, a lot of it is you're just watching, like, the 2D 360 image. video. Yeah, yeah. Or 360 video. Um, there are some cameras. Like, we saw a camera that made uh, actual VR um, content. Hmm. Um, by Lenovo. That's interesting. Um, there's also uh, movies that are being made in VR. And okay. I think like some uh, were shown at Ken's and got like really good reviews and whatnot. Okay. So that'll be an interesting thing to you know actually be in a movie. So does that mean like you are you can like walk around the characters as they're doing their scenes? What does that mean? I don't know. I'm okay. really interested. I I haven't read too much about it, but I know that these. VR films are getting like this price. Yeah, I know interactive entertainment is really getting big. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what was that thing? Steve Soderbergh just released that interactive movie Mosaic last year, and it wasn't VR, but it was like kind of like a choose your own adventure, but a movie. So you could oh, make yes. decisions with the characters, and it would play out differently depending on the routes that you chose. Yeah, That's super interesting and super yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. There's also education. I talked about that. Mm. Like, you know. Kids can go to, if they're learning about, you know, a history lesson, mm-hmm. they can be transported to that time and see what was going on. Yeah. And that's really, like, fascinating and interesting. If they're, um, you know, supposed to cut open frogs, maybe they don't have to actually cut open a frog. Maybe mm. they're virtually cutting open a frog. Mm. They don't have to kill the animals. That's good. Um, they, You know, if they're researching maybe the solar system, mm-hmm. you can have the solar system right in front of you and yeah. manipulate it and get all this data from it. Yeah. Well, we talked about, like, one thing that would be really cool, we talked about this weekend would be um, if you're looking at a house, like, you're looking at a new build of, like, a new construction build for a house you want to buy or whatever. Yeah. It'd be really cool if you could put on, like, a visor mm-hmm. and see it customized. So exactly. you're actually just in, like, a blank house or whatever, uh-huh. but you could put a visor on and see, like... Oh, this is what the walls look like, blue or red. You have this a virtual like with furniture. Joanna Gaines with you. Yes. Like telling you, put shiplap here and exactly. whatnot. Yeah. I'd, I'd do it. And then they could just import the Ikea catalog and throw furniture there and there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, that could also kind of go with maybe when it starts getting the mix of VR and AR, where mm. you'll be able to see stuff mm-hmm. through the visor instead of just being locked in the, that screen. Right. Uh, that'll be really, like, fun and interesting. And, yeah. you know, that tech, I'm sure, is here or coming 
mm-hmm. really soon. Yeah. Um, health. So this is a really interesting thing that I, I heard about and I saw. Okay. So there are some hospitals that are using testing VR to treat pain. Okay. So what it happens is that uh, patients are being kind of transported into uh, an immersive scene or a game or whatever. Mm. And so that's taking their mind off of the pain that they're having. Oh, that's interesting. So their pain threshold is higher okay. because they're you know in this world being immersed and not paying attention to that. So is that like during operations or, or during like terminal illness kind of <sighs> treatment or did you know? I had heard some stuff about um, operations, mm. like some, like maybe dentists are using it when they're doing some things. Yeah, uh, I didn't really see a whole lot. Like I didn't do a lot of research to get this, like yeah. a lot of this down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were some uh, some stuff about the uh, people with acute pain. Mm. So not there's they're still doing testing on the like extended pain and the yeah. uh, chronic pain. Mm-hmm. But like for little bouts of pain, interesting. This helps out. This they have found that this is helping. That's cool. Um, and they're still doing more research and testing or whatever. But yeah. um, it seems like this is a really good thing. And I think it'd be interesting for like not even just pain, but taking your mind off of unpleasant procedures too. Like yeah. if you were in doing chemotherapy session, we have to mm-hmm. sit there for like hours. Yeah. Like, could you put a visor on and headphones and be like immersed into some like really zen, calm environment? You could. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or if uh, you know, if that's not usually, if somebody maybe. They always wanted to visit Hawaii, but they've never been to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. They can don a thing, maybe play with dolphins, you know, be mm-hmm. swimming with dolphins, and that's taking their mind off the whatever's happening in them at the moment. Right. Um, I think th- I also read something about autism that they're tr- using that to kind of treat um, issues with that. Interesting. Um, and also, this is one of the bigger things that I I read about um, PTSD mm. Project Brave Mind. Uh, this is in USC. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they're doing this there. And it started in 2005, and it's been ongoing. Uh, over 60 sites. I got this information from the, their website. Uh-huh. It's in over 60 sites, including VA hospitals, VA hospitals, military bases, and university centers. Hmm. Um, they have virtual Iraq and Afghanistan exposure therapy mm. as an approach to um, produce meaningful reduction in the symptoms. So this is like a means of therapy, like somebody comes with post-traumatic stress from serving. Mm-hmm. And then they can probably like work with a therapist, I would imagine, to mm-hmm. say, let's go back to that environment and talk through what's bothering you, exactly. what's, what's haunting you. Yeah. Interesting. And it's been shown that it is helping. Hmm. So I thought that was really, uh, it was really, um, oh, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. Very encouraging mm. that this is happening. That's good. Especially like being a vet. Um I was fortunate that I didn't have to go to combat, but you know, for other brothers and sisters that did go, right? Um, this is really awesome that they have, um, you know, something else to help them besides being um, bombarded with drugs, right? So that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and also the pain thing, like that, because of the like whole opioid thing and whatnot. Oh, the pain yeah. is like uh, this is a nice alternative to that. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, training, like people can use. Like I think there was a KFC thing that taught you how to like. There was a game, like an escape room type game. What? But it was all it was in VR, and it taught like new employees how to properly like bread and then pressure fry and, the chicken. Exactly. Mm. It was funny. I want to play that experience. Um, art, like you were talking about, you did mm-hmm. a cool thing in um, Google that, Draw or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's got a a cool name. But there's also like the Oculus ones where you can uh, also draw in VR. Yeah. And you can animate in VR. Yeah, that's what I was playing. Animate this drawing. Oh, yeah. It was like drawing in VR in 3D space, and some of it animated. You could do like lightning effects and stuff. Oh, that's cool. It was really fun. And then also, you can make these 3D models now in Mm -hmm. VR, which Mm -hmm. is really mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, What else? Uh, News. News has been using VR for what? For um, like experiences. What does that mean? Like when the news reporters are out in the field or whatever. Yeah. They'll be recording. It's more 360 video, oh, I think. Just but for more like immersive video. Exactly. That's cool. Neat. Yeah. So while there are some good things about VR, yes. there are some, you know, dark sides of VR. Okay. Um so they're well, literally dark like when the visor turns off. <laughs> no, Steve. Oh, okay. Um harassment and trolling. So people um like sexually 
being sexually harassed in those like 3D space mm-hmm. in the virtual reality spaces like the one you were talking about where the people meet up in VR mm-hmm. and you can see the other person's avatar and you're talking with them and it's like you're having conversations yeah. with another person yeah but you know people can get mean or um you know be harassing if you're a woman Got or it. or for whatever reason yeah um or like they get up close to you because you're immersed in that mm-hmm. you're present in that so if you your avatar comes like right up to my avatar, it feels like you're right in front of me. Right. So, so it's that, like that personal space. Exactly. People feel they have more freedom to invade it because it's a virtual. I don't know if they feel it, but you know that could happen, mm. and that's you know people don't really take kindly to that in the mm-hmm. real world. Yeah. So that's something that you know is how hap- can happen. And would you be like virtually happening. smacking somebody with your purse? <laughs> I probably would. Do you have a purse? In virtual reality? I will in virtual reality right. so I can hit you with it. That's mean. Oh, you like it though. <laughs> um, addiction. Because people are so immersed in these uh, in these uh, scenarios mm. that people just keep, just stay in it Interesting. for way too long. That was sort of like a theme in uh, Ready Player One a little bit in yeah. the movie. They kind of briefly touched on it. Yeah. Where it was like, you, you don't have enough credits to stay in there and mm-hmm. da 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 Yeah. And people were like doing anything they could to yeah. get more credits to go back in there yeah. and buy stuff and whatnot. Yeah, I can see that happening because I've definitely been like addicted to games when I am into like a video game or whatever that mm-hmm. I really like. And it's like, you know, oh, I'm gonna start playing after dinner, and then all of a sudden it's five o'clock in the morning, and you're like, what the heck mm-hmm. just happened? So there's that 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 could be a, a yeah. thing, especially if you have an addictive personality mm-hmm. and you fall into this into that then i'm addicted to you though michael no you're not anyways uh i was reading something earlier in the book uh in the section that he's talking about kind of uh uh like virtual like porn oh gross can we just skip over this part but it was interesting i won't talk about that culture reference demolition man there you go. They had virtual sex in Demolition Man. That's right. And then when he wanted to have real sex, she said, "Ew, fluid transfer." <laughs> Sandra yes. Bullock's finest work yes. ever. Yes. Is that the one with the three shells? The three shells. It's the one where Taco Bell is the only restaurant that has survived the earthquake of California. <laughs> yes. So yeah, back to the porn of VR. Uh, so. Yeah. This uh, what I was reading was about uh, this guy and his wife. Um, they she knew that he was like doing like watching porn of VR, but she didn't really know all about it. She just thought, oh, he's just watching porn or whatever. And he, I guess, because it feels so real, yeah. Um, like well, being in that environment, uh-huh. or whatever, um, he told her like about uh the way that he felt about it. And he, okay. he felt like he was, that he knew the other person. Oh, so even though it was just like videos or whatever, he felt like he was developing a relationship with well, this stuff? Well, in this case, it wasn't a video. It was more oh. like a live, oh, like a, a live cam, cam situation. Thing. Yeah. And so, this is really gross. So the wife got really pissed off because she's like, well, this is like you're cheating on me. Okay. So I thought that was really interesting. The dark side of the dark side of VR, VR porn. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, she was like, "This is adultery." Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. they talked through it and they worked it out, and I think he canceled his account or whatever. But all right, well that's good. But yeah, there's a lot of interesting things that can happen. There's a lot of interesting people out there. Yeah, that's what it is. Anyways. Anyways. So how can you get on the VR train, Steve? Um, I don't know, but if it has anything to do with virtual thomas the tank engine i'm going to be very upset <laughs> well we kind of touched on it earlier we talked about uh mobile devices okay and if you have a mobile mobile device you can pretty much get a, see vr content mm-hmm. um you can't do a lot of uh immersive stuff mm. but you can do the basics like watch video or um use your head as like a, a cur- uh like a mouse basically mm. yeah um and you need a google cardboard or something like that mm-hmm. you can go to uh, six flags and get on their VR roller coaster things. Ooh, have you done that yet? Uh, no, I haven't. Huh. But I heard they're kind of fun. That's cool. Seems a little gimmicky to me, but I don't know. I think they're doing cool. they're doing that with the uh, drop ride now too. Oh, that'd be creepy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Doctor Doctor Dooms. No, no, Doctor. 
What's his Lex name? Lex Luthor. Oh, whatever. Drop of Doom. I get confused with seeing that and Doctor Doom's Fear Fall in Florida. I get uh, them confused. Okay. Okay, you're forgiven. I know one is Marvel, one is DC, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, there's uh, also the like upgrades to that, which, okay. like you said, the Samsung uh, Gear. Yeah. And that has a little controller now you can use, and so that helps uh, give you some more uh, degrees of freedom. Mm. Okay. And there's, uh, what else? Oh, I think uh, Windows Daydream or, no, Google Daydream. Okay. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of similar. All right. Um. There are the wired uh, head-mounted displays, HMDs, the Vive, mm-hmm. the Oculus. Oculus, and the PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. There's a um, bunch of them. Mm-hmm. There's more uh, than yeah, that. there's more than that. Yeah, but those are like the three big ones that people yeah. play with right now. And there are other ones coming out too. And yeah. there's like the uh, the Magic Leap, which like oh. nobody really knows what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. There's also these new ones that I learned about uh, this past at VRLA. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this uh, Oculus Go. It's going to not need a phone, but it's not going to need a computer either. So it's going to be untethered. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's just its own hardware thing? Uh-huh. It's its own hardware. It's just the headset. Okay. And you have a little controller too. That's cool. And I got to test that out. It was very comfortable. Was it? Mm-hmm. Was it lightweight? It was very lightweight. That's and good. the outside's kind of like fabric-y. Oh, that's cool. And the Vive Focus is coming in fall. Um, and What's it's a, that? It's a similar thing. It's a just like a wireless one. A wireless one. Okay. And these these are a little. Low, they're not as powerful as the uh, the wired ones. Yeah, because I know like a big barrier to entry for most of these, you need a really powerful computer to run it. Yeah, yeah. And so this one doesn't need a computer either. These, these last three don't. Okay. Um, and this one, I guess, is supposed to have six degrees of freedom. What which, does that mean? So like, there's. The left, right, up, down. The axes? The axes, yeah. It's like the axes. Okay. So when, so instead of just like panning around up and down, left and right with your head, yeah, you also have that, but plus like the Z axis to move forward and back through yes. space. So you, you actually can walk around the room okay. and it's tracking that. Got if it. you just use your phone with those or something with only three degrees of, right. of freedom, then it doesn't track all Got of it. Got it. Okay. So this one, uh, the Vive Focus and the next one I'm going to talk about apparently have this six degrees of freedom where it'll track you if you move around in your room. That's cool. Yeah. So you can duck and it'll track that kind of stuff mm. instead of like you just moving left, right. Cool. Um, and then uh, the Lenovo Mirage with Daydream. That's uh, also, I think it just released or they're just starting sales. And uh, that's a similar thing. Mm. Where so it's it, also wireless or what? It'll be, uh, yeah, wireless. Okay. No wires. You just charge it up. I think it says it has 2.5 hours of battery. Mm. Um, and that cost, I think, is two ninety nine, hmm. and that's the yeah, one. It's getting cheaper, that's yeah. for sure. And that's the one that I saw that has the the like accompanying camera you could buy, which is like almost the same price. Okay, and you can uh, take videos or photos in VR, and it'll you can watch them in your head in your uh, mm. display. That's cool. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the void. Oh, okay. So the void. Uh, I found out what it V O I D stands for. Stands for. Stands for. Okay, what does it stand uh, for? Vision of infinite dimensions. Vision of infinite dimensions. Okay. Can you see that? Can I see that? Yeah. Can you like see why it's called that? No. Okay. You're like vision. I mean, I get what they're going for. Vision but... of two dimensions. Well, I yeah. I mean, infinite. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you have to have a lot of content. Yeah. Uh, but. You want to talk about that? The void? I mean, sure. So this was like a thing. I first heard about this. Um, I think I first heard about this on like the theme park nerd Twitter um, several months ago. And the void was like a, the first place I had heard about it was at downtown Disney in Anaheim. They had installed this place called the void and they were doing this virtual Star Wars experience. And so the nerd Twitter was a nerd Theme park Twitter was the first place I heard about it. And then a previous co- a former coworker of mine took her team there for team building. And I saw it on Instagram or something a mm-hmm. few weeks ago. And then I've heard from several, like more and more people that it just was this really cool thing. And that's all I really knew about it. Uh-huh. But so then we, so in after, LA this weekend, we yeah. actually went and did it in Glendale. Yes. And after- it's way more than just VR. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I mean? It's like give my impression of what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Without any spoilers. So it's it's basically like the concept is 
you are putting on a VR headset with built-in headphones uh, and a built-in microphone, and it's attached to this big backpack thing that's hooked up to like a a vest, like a life preserver. Mm -hmm. And then you go in with a group of people into a physical environment. Up to four people can go in. Up to four people. And it's kind of a basic environment. Just it's... Uh, almost like tall office cubicle walls, I guess you might say, <laughs> with doors and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then once you put the visors on, you can see the other people in your physical group and as avatars. So in this case, you're stormtroopers. So you transform from Mike in a sweatshirt into stormtrooper. Yeah. And then like the environment around you also transforms. So in this case, it went from just like cubicle walls to the inside of a how did it, like a lift or something a star wars lift yeah like an like elevator. elevator yeah that's how it kind of started mm-hmm. but basically the idea is that you move through a physical environment that's just very generic but in the visors it's painted to like this crazy world that doesn't even have to match the physical dimensions mm-hmm. so like if you're in an eight by eight room it might actually look it could look like an eight by eight room just painted differently or it could look like an eight by eight room with one of the walls blown out. And then you're looking at an infinite horizon or whatever. So it was, is that a good description? That's That's very long winded. And it also had like some other elements, like uh, elements of the floor felt different to, to kind of trick you into actually thinking like where you were stepping was different. Yeah. So like if you go into areas that are hot or cold, they might adjust the temperature mm -hmm. in the room. Um, There were some like physical props. So you'd see like a, you might see like a virtual button or a virtual hook or handle and there'd be a very basic shape of that on the wall. So you can actually feel Mm -hmm. what that would feel like. Um, And and then there's parts where you you get to hold blasters blasters. from the movie and and you actually interact with each other. So it's it's kind of like a virtual reality game, but also kind of like an escape room sort of. Yeah. It's like a virtual reality. You have to work together to compete. Experience. Yeah. It's like a co-op escape room game i guess maybe because there's elements where it's a game where you're just like using the blasters to shoot at virtual Uh things but then there's other parts where it's like an escape room where a puzzle will appear at some Mm -hmm. point and you have to do you have to interact with it yeah to complete it to get to the next phase all driven by a story like there's a yeah and it's all wrapped in a story story that in this case was uh star Star wars Wars theme But they also uh, had a Ghostbusters one, or they have a Ghostbusters one somewhere right. else. But the one we went to was Star Wars. Yeah, and it was on May the Fourth. Yes, so maybe the Fourth be with you. Yes, and I think that, I guess without giving anything away, like the loose theme of this is that you're rebels pretending to be uh, stormtroopers. Yeah, to try and get this like piece of cargo from one place to another, yeah. and you see actors from the movies and stuff and it's it was really well done it was really well done so like i said earlier i was i've i've been like oh vr is cool but it's not really my thing mike talks about it all the time and he's I'm like, like whatever whatever that's yeah. fun it's so annoying why do you like it yeah <laughs> so i kind of went into this thing with like a yeah all right this will be fine and then we all came out of it like screaming like this was so freaking awesome yes i think it's that the, and this is kind of like what this sold me on like what vr could be i mm-hmm. think it was that blend of physical and virtual that Mm -hmm. made it so much more uh immersive immersive. yeah and then also just the the idea of doing something together with friends that Mm -hmm. made it much better too yeah because i was thinking about um after we did the experience was if it was a solo thing it would be fun but it wouldn't be nearly as fun as the four of us so we we did it with our our friend chad who's been on the show and Mm -hmm. with my brother and if the four of us hadn't been there together doing that, it wouldn't have been as funny and like yeah. adventurous. Yeah. Like it would have been, my mood would have been very different doing it solo <laughs> than in a group, for example. Yeah. So I think that really kind of sold me on, like, this is the first time where I was like, okay, I can see where VR could go here. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was a really cool experience. I think that was, that was the most immersive thing that I have ever done. Yeah. And uh, they did a really good job with it. Yeah. It really reminded me of like the, um, one of our first episodes about like the the haunts and stuff at Halloween about mm-hmm. how they're really trying to change what you do at a theme park normally to a very immersive attraction. Yes, it really reminded me of that in a way, Ooh. where it's like they're trying to transport you to something else, and it's not a ride; it's a walkthrough. But, uh, but there's like physical things you can interact with. Mm-hmm. It really reminded me of that flashlight. Uh, a haunted house we did at Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, that one was really It cool. really reminded me of that a lot. 
Hmm. Where it's oh. like you use the flashlights to interact with things that are a preset story. Yeah. But it will change the outcome of the story around you. Well, maybe that'll be one of the ones we do next. Maybe. Maybe they'll come out with it. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. And scary. Yeah, that'd be cool. So that would actually you, be terrifying. Yeah. What are your final thoughts on uh, VR? Um, I still say it's not going to be anything I do day to day. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But after doing the Void experience, I... I'm definitely convinced that it has legs and that with the proper thinking and some kind of like installation, I think it could be something bigger and more entertaining, but it's still not something I'm going to use every day. What are your thoughts on it on the like health aspects on the health aspects? I mean, that's cool. Like the PTSD treatment. That's really cool that they're doing that. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same kind of thing though. Like that's something that you would use with somebody else and for a short period of time for an experience that you're trying to get something out of. Mm. Yeah. So no, uh, no Oasis quite yet. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and maybe this is just like the type of person I am. I mean, it's hard to say because like the whole idea in Ready Player One was that the real world was so bad that people were using the Oasis as a form of escapism. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around how and when would I actually do that? But at the same time, um, that's how movies got big. The movies that we watch today in a regular theater, that's how movies got big. At first, there was a lot of criticism about that technology, just like there is about VR, Mm -hmm. but they were a pure form of escapism. And that was a way that, you know, special effects and things like that really got to immerse people in film the way that I think maybe VR is trying to do now. And it's just, you know, film and filmmaking was very clunky at the beginning, too. It didn't even have sound at the beginning. So, I mean, maybe we're, it's just in a similar path. Maybe another 10 or 20 or 50 years from now, maybe VR will be so everyday. It'll, like, we'll think it's crazy that people just didn't do it all the time. Just like it's hard to imagine 100 years ago people didn't go to the movies all the time. Hmm. Steve hot take Steve hot take all right well that's yeah that sounds great all right what do you think I think uh it's on the path but like I said it's really early people are experimenting yeah there are these really cool options like the void mm-hmm. uh and there's some other games that are out there what other void experience would you like to see hmm I don't know maybe a Harry Potter one oh Harry Potter would be cool mm-hmm. and you could have like a wand and Pointed mm-hmm. at stuff that would be really yeah, fun. That'd be really cool. Um, what else? I was thinking about like some kind of um, not horror, but maybe like supernatural, where like almost like an MC Escher, where the architecture could like r- like transform around you mm-hmm. because there's mm-hmm. no physical limit in virtual world. Yeah, something like that could be really cool. Like that the scene really in Poltergeist cool. where the hallway just keeps getting longer and longer. Ooh. Something like that could be really trippy. That. Would, or the shining like being in oh the my gosh yes the shining that Which, whole thing would be crazy yeah yeah Ooh. yeah that, okay so quickly let's talk about that what? what do you think if you can get transported into the your your favorite movies do you think that, that could would be, be worth that could be interesting but again i think it would have to be i think you'd have to like limit it to a really specific small experience because i think that's what was really effective about the star wars thing was it was it was long enough to be fun but short enough that it left you wanting more Mm -hmm. like not left you wanting more like oh that wasn't good enough left you wanting more like i I want to do it again yeah exactly and i think if it had been even maybe like five minutes longer than that Mm -hmm. it would have been too long because Mm -hmm. it would have been just like the you would have started feeling the the you know like not armor the uh, equipment on you it mm-hmm. would have kind of started to become a little bit more cumbersome than it already was so, so it would have pulled you out of your immersion yeah okay yeah. but i think you know if there were ways that like um y- you know if you could be immersed into a specific scene or a couple of scenes from movies you mm-hmm. know like if the harry potter thing maybe if you were um immersed into like you take the flu network from one um from one uh, fireplace to another, and then uh-huh. you're immersed in the Battle of Hogwarts. Uh, like that, that very, so cool. that kind of like very short experience could be really cool. Yeah, you know, or like uh, video games. Like, what if there was a uh, like a Bioshock thing where mm-hmm. you're all of a sudden like you start in an, a, like a real world thing, but mm-hmm. when you put that visor on, you are in Rapture, and That'd now you're really underwater. Cool but you're running through these tunnels and stuff and it could feel cold and it could, mm-hmm. you could smell water maybe, but mm-hmm. there doesn't actually have to physically be any water. Yeah. And like, you would hear it in the yeah. your headphones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Tons of, tons of things could happen. Yeah, totally. Cause it's virtual. So you can do like whatever you wanted. Basically. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, what if there was a virtual, like, Zelda world or something? That'd be really cool. Yeah. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. A lot of swinging, though. I don't know. You have to be careful with that kind of stuff, though. Maybe you just want to make the cooking. Since oh, you the love the cooking. cooking the cooking so was much. so fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I have one WTF fact. Okay, tell me. So, I hope you didn't read this earlier. It's not in there. Okay, good. All right. Did you know... No. ...that Murder, She Wrote had an episode... Of that was related to VR. What? Where did <laughs> Jessica Fletcher go in virtual reality? <laughs> so it aired in 1993 during the 10th season, and the plot was that she was helping to script a murder mystery game. Okay. VR game. Jessica Fletcher was? Yeah, she was. Okay. Uh, and guess what the episode was called? Ooh. Can I make up something? Make up something. Whatever. Uh, does it, is it like a since something cheesy around virtual? <sighs> Just go. Oh. Uh... I don't know. Throw out, I, throw out a word. Oh my god! Uh, uh, murder. She virtualed. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. <laughs> you put me on the spot. I don't know. No. Uh, okay. Okay. That's okay. Enough. I don't know. Um, it was called a virtual murder. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, it's just dumb. Uh, but yeah, there was a murder that happened with. She came out to Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley, and. There was a murder that happened that was there. Mm. And, uh, but there are these amazing photos of her with these like ski goggle things that are supposed to be the VR headset, and she has gloves. Oh, my like, God. power gloves. Yeah. That's funny. Gloves were in like all of the 90s interpretations of VR. Yeah. yeah. Which they are – they're working on that kind of stuff right mm-hmm. now, like the gloves or the, like, the feedback to mm-hmm. get your hands kind of going mm-hmm. uh, it, so you can actually manipulate things in there. That's cool. So. I think you should go as some cheesy 90s VR character for Halloween this year. Oh my God. <gasps> I'll go as BD Wong in the thing from Jurassic Park. And I can be Mr. DNA. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Halloween costume done. All right. Bingo. Dino DNA. <laughs> no? You don't like that? No. All right. Well, anyways, you want to wrap this one up? Yes. Let's wrap it up. This was virtually a good episode. Virtually. Okay. Well, music for the show is by Dimitri Banoff and Adi Goldstein. And vocals for our opening theme song are by Chad Conselmo. Thanks, Chad. Thanks for liking, subscribing, and uh, telling us what you guys think about the show. Reach out to us on Facebook if you can, or contact at MikeAndSteveShow.com. And uh, until next week, we'll see See, you soon. See you in the metaverse. Oh, my God. (laughs) Bye. Bye.